When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to another week of You Need to Hear This. I am the host, Nedra Glover-Tawab, and this week we will be talking about a really delicate issue that happens in the lives, not of everyone, but for some of us, weddings and wedding drama. I have a personal share here. Um, I got married around the time of Bridezilla. And I remember watching so many episodes of Bridezilla, maybe like as a teaching tool, like what is happening with these disaster weddings that I could potentially prevent? So if you're getting married, you know, go pull up some old episodes and do like some case studies. Maybe it'll be helpful. One of the things that I constantly saw on Bridezilla was family members having all of this input and guess what they weren't doing? Actually assisting. They sometimes weren't providing financial support, but they had a lot of commentary around what the bride and groom should be doing. Also on that show, I saw a lot of unreasonable expectations, not just for other people, but also for ourselves. When we're planning weddings, we think, oh yeah, I don't need a coordinator the day of. I could do this and this and this and this. And then it is a disaster of a meltdown because we're putting too much on ourselves or we're putting too much on our bridal party. We're putting too much on our parents, all sorts of things. But when we're getting married, you know, for for many of us, women in particular, you know, it's something that you start thinking about very early. You start thinking about how you want this day to go. It builds this, you know, sort of pressure. And guess who else might be thinking about it? 
our parents, our mothers. You know, I've heard, you know, parents of small children say things like, oh my gosh, I have to save for my daughter's wedding. And her daughter's like five. Who even knows if this child wants to get married, but the expectation is being set. There is some understanding of what the day will be like, what your place will be in the experience. So for everyone involved, there is, you know, maybe some level of pressure. So as we're thinking about these big events, you know, such as weddings, we have to think about what is reasonable and what's unreasonable. What are we putting on other people? What sort of things do we need to maybe manage before? How do we have hard conversations? What do we need to do? So many things to consider before the big day. I am happy to report that my wedding was drama free. It was drama free because as soon as something popped off, I addressed it. And it wasn't a lot of things. The only thing, you know, that really stands out for me is I remember a family member calling me and I pick up the phone and they're like, you don't have paper in the invitations. And I'm like, hello? It was it was such a weird call to get because I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I didn't come from a family where, you know, weddings were, you know, these these big events and there was some tradition around it. So I was very shocked that this person was like, where's the tradition? I'm like, hey, we don't have a traditional experience. So I didn't you know, I didn't even think about that. You know, that wasn't important to us. We you know, we put together some invitations just to let everybody know, hey, you're invited right? It wasn't a big to-do. We wanted to focus more on the location, on the photographer, on our honeymoon. You know, some of these other details, they just weren't important to, you know, me and my husband in terms of, you know, what we needed to do. With weddings, the guest list is often a reflection of importance and meaning and intention. You know, unless you just don't have a budget, but for people who are operating with planning an intentional wedding, you're considerate to the folks that you're adding to the list, to the folks that you're subtracting from the list. You know, you may not want to invite the, you know, the coworker that you see once a month because the relationship may not be as valuable as the one that you have with your sister who needs to be there for you, right? So you think about like, who do I want to be here? Who has the energy that will support me on this day? Who is the person that I've talked to about this relationship? Who's the person that energetically will just light me up when I see their face as I'm walking down the aisle or, you know, just all of these things, because it is a very emotional, you know, experience and the energy in the room is really important. If we don't address, you know, the people who will be problematic potentially before the big event, you may have some problems at your wedding. So be clear about the things that will likely be a problem the day of or even leading up to the big day. And that might be helpful for, you know, reducing some of the drama. So let's get into this week's call because it is a highly intense situation. So let's get into this week's call. Hi, Nedra. 
I'm really hoping that you can help me with a an issue I've been having, particularly with my mother concerning my wedding. Um, I'm getting married in about 10, 11 weeks time. And this has been an ongoing problem for the last year. So last July, my mom and I had a pretty big falling out. Um, we've always had a pretty strained relationship for many different reasons. I have realized in the last couple of years that she is actually a very toxic person. Um, I would definitely say like borderline abusive. And basically last July things came to a head. She did something that I specifically asked her not to do. She did it anyway, just to spite me. And I told her that I did not want her to come to my wedding. The thing that's sticking out for me here is always had a strange relationship. When we walk into big moments in life, such as, you know, maybe having children, a wedding or, you know, moving to a new city, when things are already fractured, they will not improve because these events occur. And sometimes we can be a bit hopeful and thinking that, oh, I'm getting married, so this person will be different. Or, oh, this thing is, you know, maybe slightly different than it was last time. It shouldn't be an issue, but we have to treat people as they are. And if there's always, you know, some underlying issue with someone, it's very likely that it's going to come up and come out during these big moments. It's not about them. Right. And so if something isn't about them, there are some people who want to make it about them. And a really good way to do that is to create some chaos. You know, let's mess this thing up. Let's really toxify it. That's how I'll get some attention. It's unfortunate. And sometimes these folks are parents, it's siblings, it's your best friend. You know, I've heard countless stories of, you know, people no longer being friends with people who were in the the bridal party or their groomsmen. It's, it's just this thing that sometimes happens that we know these people have these underlying behaviors and it really gets big when it's these happy moments in life. And it sounds like this caller got to a point where she said, you know, not on my wedding day. You will not be there to ruin this for me. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Since then... She has not made an apology for her actions. She hasn't really done anything to rectify the situation, even though I have clearly stated that she is not coming to the wedding unless she makes amends. I think that she thinks her version of making amends is to just smooth over everything, pretend everything's fine, be kind of overly nice to me and my partner, But we have not changed our minds on our stance of her not coming to the wedding, even though she has basically been insisting that she is coming. Neither of us have really known how to respond to this. Um, She does not live near us, but we do see her a few times a year. And so every time she comes up and sees us, it's just very awkward. We don't really know what to say to her because she talks about buying an outfit, etc, etc. And it's very difficult when we're faced with her for us to just say, you're not coming and you know it. Today kind of came to a head because she was going home from her latest visit and she mentioned about the wedding and I knew I had to say something. So I reiterated to her that she is not coming to the wedding. I said it as nicely as I could while still having a very strong boundary there. And she kind of hit the roof. (laughs) Although this is a really difficult situation, I feel happy about your courage to confront a very difficult topic. It is very easy to lead people on and just let them think whatever they need to think. And it can also be very dangerous to do so, to remain silent when you know that 
actually you're you're not invited and it sounds like you avoided saying that because you were aware of what type of response that she would have in this situation and it, you know it came to a head and she you know got really upset as i can imagine you thought she would and I think it's okay for people to have whatever response they're going to have. You don't need to necessarily do anything about that. And we can't do anything about it. You know, I think about breakups and how they're so difficult because it's rarely the case that both people mutually don't want to be together, right? It's like, oh yeah, I didn't want to be with you either. Me either. Let's go to lunch. No, it's like one person still wants to be in the relationship. That's why breakups are really difficult. And we avoid, you know, sometimes breaking up with people or ending a friendship because we don't want the discomfort of, you know, seeing this person sad or having them be upset at us. It's it's not something we can prevent for other people. But what we need to learn to deal with is not always being seen as, you know, a good person or not always being seen as, you know, someone who makes the right choice according to this other person. You know, your your mom probably believes that, you know, hey, I've been rectifying this situation just by being nice and continuing to talk to you all. Who cares about what I did in the past? And I hear your boundary being that, you know, I understand that and I'm still willing to have a relationship with you, but I don't want you at my wedding. So let's keep listening. She and my dad are still on good terms. Um, They're not separated, even though they live separately. That's kind of a whole other issue. I still live with my dad. And so my mum has now said that... um, Dad has now got to sell the house and kick me out and he now wants me out of the house next week and all of this has kind of blown up just because of me reiterating to her that she is not coming to the wedding, which she already knew. I know that this is partly probably my fault because I have let this go on for, you know, a year of her thinking that she is coming even though I told her very specifically last July that she is not coming. And this is what I mean about how I've realized that her behavior I think is quite toxic because I can tell her something again and again and again and she just does not listen. She just steamrolls ahead. This is one of many, many examples that I could give you. So I now have the rest of my family saying that they are not going to come to the wedding. We were having a very small wedding anyway, only about 15 people. Without any of my family, we're looking at having under 10 probably. So it's it's upsetting for me and my partner because we know that we're not going to have the day that we want to have unless, as my dad suggests, I apologise to my mum Let's talk a bit about entitlement in families. If you read my book, Drama Free, I talk a lot about family relationships being unique in that we create a different set of rules from any other type of relationship. So even if it's, you know, my rule to be treated well and with kindness by everyone, 
many of us will make exceptions if it's our mother, if it's our father, if it's our siblings, for them to do things that are continuously harmful to us. I think a person not listening, even though you're being very clear with them, is their way of constantly trying to get what they want. They're trying to override what you're saying. And in this situation, even though you've said this to your mom and you've been very clear and said, hey, I don't want you there, you're not coming. She feels, you know, a level of entitlement because she is your parent. So no matter what her behavior is, I shouldn't be excluded from this wedding. No matter what my behavior is, I should be allowed to do certain things in your life. And that's just not acceptable, right? There are some things that we may be willing to forgive, and that's different for all of us. You know, there are other people who may say, hey, this is your mom. I would never want my mom to miss my big day. I don't care what she did. She's going to be there. But for you, it sounds like, no, I actually don't want her to be there. This is a very important time in your life where you get to make that decision. And it sounds like in the process of making that decision, your parents are making their own decisions. Now, whether it's right or wrong, they also have a right to this response. And your father, he has also been under, you know, your mother's toxic path or whatever you want to call it. So he knows that in order to be in relationship with her, he will have to bend to her needs as well. Even if it's, you know, even if it damages you, even if it's not the right thing to do, you know, everyone has to cater to this or else, or else this is the outcome. She'll get upset and these sort of things will happen. It is unfortunate because it makes it really hard for us to talk to people. You know, there are some times where people will say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you talk to me? And the real answer is I can't. I couldn't. You wouldn't listen to me. You won't allow me to speak. When I say something, you ignore it and you still do whatever it is you want to do. So it's not always the case that we aren't being forthcoming. We're not being direct. Sometimes people don't want to listen. I ended a relationship with a family member And they kept saying, why do you want to end this? And I told them the exact reason. And many times they kept saying, that's not the reason. It must be something else. And I just, I'm like, that is the exact reason right there. But it was like, this isn't a big enough reason. And I had to say, you know, I, I think you can end a relationship for whatever you want to. I like to have peace and quiet in my life. And you yell all the time, whatever those things are. I don't know. You know, for many of us, it's after many offenses. It's it's many things, you know, and it sounds like you're not even ending this. You just don't want her present at this point in your life for this really big thing. So, you know, whether it's ending a relationship or saying, hey, I don't want you in this space, it is really difficult to say to a family member when there is some sense of entitlement, of access, no matter what, no matter what I do, I should have access. And really, you know, I think a really wonderful thing that we should maybe start to practice in families is just treating people well. Not as if they owe us something or no matter what, they have to be there, but I will be kind to you because I love you. I will be kind to you because I want you to be in this relationship. I will be kind to you because maybe one day I want you to invite me to your wedding. So it's really important that 
we are pouring into the people we love in a healthy way and not just showing up as this entitled person because of the label of our relationship. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And this is really where the tricky bit comes in because I know that I haven't done anything wrong, but the way that the rest of my family see it is that I should pander to what my mum wants and, you know, let her come to the wedding, even though she hasn't made amends for what she did previously. The rest of my family kind of run rings around her and pander to her a lot 
kind of give her everything she wants, particularly my dad. Um, so it has been very hard for me to live with him and for her to come and stay because, yeah, their relationship is is complicated and I don't really want to go into that now. Basically, I, I just, I don't know what to do. Um, I don't want her at the wedding. I don't want to have to you know, apologize to her when I know that I haven't done anything wrong. So any advice on what I can say to the rest of my family, maintaining that boundary, even if it means that they also don't come as much as I would like the rest of my family there. And also any advice that you have for me as to how I can get through this time, because I haven't had a mother alongside me to help plan my wedding. Um, we haven't had those traditional wedding planning experiences. I've had to rely on my partner's mum a lot, which has been really good. She's very loving and supportive. Um, but there has definitely been a bit of a hole, I feel. So any advice would be much appreciated as to what I can say to other people boundary-wise and also advice on how to care for myself, I guess, during this difficult time. This call is a wonderful example of how putting your foot down sometimes com comes with a cost. It comes with not just a cost to the relationship that you're trying to troubleshoot or manage, but also those other auxiliary relationships with extended family members and, you know, maybe siblings and the other parent because people want things to just go away. So they will pander to other people. They will say, oh my gosh, it's not that big of a deal. If you just let her come, it'll just go away. When in actuality, there will always be situations where you're doing that where there is no understanding of what actually occurred because you're constantly reneging on, you know, what you said you would do in the situation or you're constantly, um, you know, pandering to this person. So you have to, you know, sort of decide which thing is, you know, more important. Is it the peace you might gain from not having her present on this day or is it, you know, the peace you might gain from reconsidering what you want to do in this situation. I do wonder what is the remedy for this situation? I hear you saying she hasn't tried to rectify it. What does that mean? Is it her issuing the verbal apology and saying, I apologize for, you know, what I did with you and your fiance? Or is it a situation where she has to change something behaviorally? What does she exactly need to do? Sometimes when we are expecting an apology from someone, they may have no idea what they're apologizing for. Like if you do like terrible things or just, you know, maybe mediocre things to people, you may not even know like what somebody saw as an issue because you're routinely doing these things to so many people who aren't saying anything. I remember when I first moved to Charlotte, I invited some of my younger cousins down 
And when we were getting out of the car to go to the park, they threw some trash on the ground. Now I'm from Detroit and you know, Detroit has litter on the streets. You, you know, it's very common for people to just, you know, throw things on the ground, that sort of thing. But in Charlotte, it's, it's a little more clean. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you have to pick that up. But in their environment, like that's a normal thing. Like they didn't even know that was a problem. And so I had to say like, hey, like, you know, look outside, like there's no trash or anything like that. So, you know, they got it. And even when I was in Detroit, I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) contribute to the trash. So, you know, sometimes people are unaware of what they're doing and if it's problematic, particularly when everyone else is doing it or if no one is intervening and saying, hey, this isn't okay." So your mom may be confused. And so if you want her to apologize for something, be very clear about what that thing is. It's not that you have to help her understand how she harmed you and, you know, all of that stuff, but just be clear. Hey, mom, when you came over and we were having dinner, you said this, and this is the thing that bothers me. Because if not, she's like, I don't even know what I'm apologizing for. Now, let's say you're very clear and she still doesn't want to apologize You've already made your decision and getting everybody else on board with it. It sounds like that may not be the case in this scenario. So as family members are bringing this up, you know, some boundary language might sound a little bit like, you know, I understand that you would like for my mother to be there and you see this as a non-issue, but for me, it is representative of so many other issues we've had. Or you can say, you know, it's my mom and I's relationship and we have, you know, some things from the past that we're still working through and your relationship with her is very different. Please don't talk to me about my relationship with her. There are many ways to rephrase that. You know, in my book, Drama Free, I have some lists of like what to say to family members who are trying to get involved. But also, I think you have to use your own words. What do you feel comfortable saying? You know, some of us, we may feel comfortable saying to someone like, hey, stay out my business, right? And then there are others where our sentences are, you know, much longer. It's like, you know, Aunt so-and-so, I get that you really want to be helpful, but it's actually hurting me to hear you side with her in a situation where I feel wrong. Can you please stay out of it? So figure out the best way for you to sort of phrase it and just repeat those phrases to different family members. Repeat it until they start to get it. Their relationship with your mom is very different. You know, the tricky thing about parents is the relationship that they have with you is very unique. Even if you have siblings, the relationship that you directly have with your parent is even different than the relationship your siblings have with that parent. So people telling you, oh, it's just this. So much of that is based on like personality, tolerance, situations that have occurred in the past. So people really can't tell you how to receive or respond to your mother in a way that makes sense to you because your experience is so unique. So what can be really helpful is for you to really say that to other people that my experience is unique and so is yours. And in my experience, this is what I need to do. That's really tough in families because we like to think 
I can just say, you know, this thing and it will, you know, it'll make this person listen to me. And that is not always the case. You know, my cousin's mother is not my mother. It's my cousin. So guess what? Or my aunt, right? So I can't say like, you know, your mom, it's like, I'm viewing it from a completely different perspective. I've not lived with this person daily. And even if I have, our temperament is different. Our personality is different. The way we perceive and respond to things is really different. So I don't know the remedy for you. I don't know how things impact you. And once we acknowledge that, we can be more gentle with people as they're going through things with their family members. It's so different than what we might experience with the person. And we also cannot deny a person's reality because it's not our own. One thing that I think is going to be really helpful for you in this situation is for you to learn to mother yourself. I hear that your mother has not stood side by side with you through this process, maybe with, you know, picking out different things for the wedding or even talking about marriage. It sounds like your parents have a very complicated marriage themselves. So I'm not sure if your mother would even say anything that could be super helpful. So how do you mother yourself through this? What do you need? What sort of support can you gather? It sounds like your mother-in-law is a part of that mothering process. Are there some friends? Are there some, you know, relatives that could be of service? But you will have to figure out how to I don't want to say feel the void because there is no void that you can feel with another person when there is something absent with your mother. But how do you start to accept that love from other places? How do you start to create that love for yourself? How do you be present in your moments with yourself? I certainly think that the situation with your mother distracts you from, you know, being present with yourself. If you're always having to have this level of emotional energy available to deal with, you know, what sounds like a difficult person, it can really take away from you mothering yourself and giving yourself what you need because you're giving so much energy to this person who's pulling, 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 pulling. It will be helpful for you to, you know, maybe grab a notebook, a journal, your notes app or something and start to process what this relationship means to you. Nobody has to look at it right as if no one will ever see it, but you have to process what does this mothering look like for you? How do you mother yourself? How do you start to nurture your needs? How do you take care of yourself? I'll tell you one big way you're taking care of yourself. And it sounds like not inviting your mother to this wedding is a huge way that you're taking care of yourself on your wedding day. That's a really big one. And it sounds like it's one that people are pushing against, but it's a really big step towards taking care of yourself, being able to manage your emotional capacity on your wedding day. No one else has to agree with that. You just need to believe it. There was a repeating of, I don't know what to do. You do know what to do. You're already doing it. What you need help with is being comfortable with executing this thing that you already know in your heart 
this thing that you've already stated. It's not, I don't know what to do. It's like, I need to be more confident with my decision because others are trying to talk me out of it. You already know what you want to do. It is a difficult choice, but you already know what you want to do. I do wonder, what is the purpose of you not inviting her to the wedding? Is it because you don't want to expend that emotional energy on your wedding day? Is it to maybe show her or pay her back for something? Or is it a way to sever ties with her? I wonder what is the meaning behind not inviting her because sometimes we will not invite people as a as a path to you know maybe ending a relationship or pulling back even further so be very clear about what your intention is here you need to hear this family relationships are complicated and no one can tell you what is exactly right for you you will have to figure out your own path of understanding and make decisions that you're comfortable with living with. Not what other people might agree with, but the things that actually make you feel safe and comfortable in your relationships. You Need to Hear This is an iHeart production hosted by me, Nedra glover Tawab. Our executive producer is Joelle Bodique. Our senior producer and editor is Mia Dawn Taylor. Send us a voice memo with your questions about boundaries and relationships at you need to hear this at iHeartMedia.com. You know, I'm really interested in people who want to talk more about frenemies postpartum and father-son relationships. If you are having any challenges in those areas or you're looking to process something in those areas, please send us a voice note or write a letter and I would love to talk through those issues with you on You Need to Hear This. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.